Well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. First things first, I know it's really early morning. How's your day going so far? So far, so good. You know, um, yeah, I I don't start work right away. So for me, it's, it's 11 a.m., so it's not early for me anyway. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, everything's going well. It's a beautiful good. day here in New York. That's all you can hope for. It's a beautiful no day. No bombs are getting dropped on my apartment block, so can't complain, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, congratulations on the release of your new album, Lights Thank On. You. It's been out since the 4th of March. Uh, now that the dust is beginning to sort of settle, it's been a couple of weeks, how are you finding the reaction to it? You know, um, overall, really positive. I think... Um, Let's see. We worked really heavily uh, through PR in Germany and Europe since the beginning of the year. So um, it, it's a little weird because it's different from other record cycles that I've been involved with. You know what I mean? It's a little bit more prolonged and... I think the reviews are starting to happen now, and, and I'm pretty happy, you know? I mean, I, I got no complaints. What, what do you find yourself paying more attention to? The kind of critical reviews that you get in your magazines and so on, on websites, or the fan-based stuff, you know, the comments and that sort of thing? Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, it's more about the fans. Mm. Like, a, a lot of times, um, and this has happened in, you know, almost every band I've ever played in where, you know, occasionally a reviewer who's really into, like, I don't know, hardcore will get my, you know, my band. And let's say I play in a garage band and the guy's like, this shit sucks, you know? So, and that just happens just because it happens, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, there's always going to be that. But in general, I'm pretty happy with how people are receiving this, you know. I mean, we are we were really excited for, you know, n numerous reasons. Metal mm. Blade, the pandemic, you know, sitting on a lot of these songs for a couple of years, just really wanting to get this out there and feeling like, this was possibly one of the more um, refined efforts that we had put forth. So, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Great, great. I mean, there's a lot of detail in it. We're getting to some of that now. Considering the sort of song themes, you know, the stuff that surrounds loss, fear, anger, hope, and obviously so much more, the stuff that makes us human, were you kind of confident leading up to the release and as you were dropping singles that it would connect to listeners, especially when you take into account what's been happening over the last few years in the world? You know, God, I, tr so yeah, the, the, the lyrical themes, you're spot on. There's a lot of that stuff, but I try to like universalize it. So mm. that, and it's interesting because a lot of times what that ends up, translating to for some people is like i'm writing about you know a boyfriend or a lost <laughs> love or something like that you know which is not the case most of the time but uh i try to universalize it because i feel like that will bring light to the most people you know and and sort of you know whatever whatever that means yeah 
Yeah, you, you want, I guess you want someone to be able to listen to it who's in, say, Australia or Japan and hear and get the same themes as a person who's in your home, home country. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about the human experience. Yeah, which is obviously everyone at some point in their life has had some, one of these things happen to them in some way or another. Yeah, and in particular, I don't know that it's, I think it's been a while since humanity at large has been smacked with something like this virus, you know. Um, yeah, it's been a good 30 years since, mm. 40 years since we really got some scary virus running around, and that was HIV and AIDS. So, yeah, you know, um, it bring in a fucked up way, it brings us all together. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. There's been a lot of like positives in that regard. Um, overall, though, then considering all of that, how have how have Sandra and how how have you guys coped over the last say two to three years? Well, you know, I would say relatively well. Yeah. Good. <laughs> you know, we're all still here. So um, Nathan and I are live sound technicians, live sound engineers. So we really ended up having um, to go on unemployment during the pandemic. And there was just a ton of uncertainty in terms of the career choices that we had made. Um, and that's starting to come back online. So that's good. Um, but one thing that we did as a band is we just met every Monday just online, just to talk, just to hang out, just to be friends, just to keep our connection. So not necessarily about the music? No, just everything. You know, because the thing with us, man, it really is, it's about our bond as, as humans. You know, and that I think is what makes this viable for us. You know, if we were just doing it for the music, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. Think, no. I don't think we're that, those, that kind of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think there has to be something a little bit more there. No, I get that. I think, obviously, when you think of the sort of longest running bands and the ones that have survived the test of time, it's because the folks in it are friends first. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think it's... Um, it's a unique experience playing music with people because you really create this nonverbal language that's your own, you know, amongst you and the individuals you're playing with. So that alone makes it this like unique and sort of intimate thing, right? So I guess, yeah, I guess that's why people stick together. No, absolutely. What about like when it came to creating this album? Was there anything obviously we're forced to do things differently but was there anything from it that you think oh you know what that worked really well and regardless of like how the world is as we move forward we're gonna stick to that that's a really great question um i okay so i think we all upped our our production game in logic right yeah. Logic is the software that we use to do our demos and stuff. So I think that really was a bonus for all of us. We became much better producers of our own music. 
doesn't matter how long you've been around or how long you've been playing music for you. There's always something new to learn, right? Absolutely. Completely. And especially right now with technology changing as it is. I mean, we recorded with Colin Marston, who is an amazing recording engineer who does not use a soundboard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've not really heard of anyone like that didn't before. I don't know if I just gave away his special sauce. I hope not. Sorry, Colin. Uh, but no, I, I, he just has an incredible bank of preamps and some really powerful IOs that go straight to the recording software. This, this is, is this one of the reasons why you guys work together? Not necessarily. I mean, certainly not for me because I, mm. I, mean, that, I was unfamiliar with that process. I went in and I was like, where's the board? <laughs> you know, and then he I kind of looked at the wall and I was like, oh, there's the board, you know. Um, but I will say as a as a technician at large, that's the way it's going. So uh, I wasn't uncomfortable. Yeah, oh, awesome. all right. Let me trust this because this is the way technology is going anyway, and yeah. So, well, I think the end result kind of speaks for itself with this album in particular. As you said at the start, the refinement is clear as day. Yeah, yeah. We really, uh... and you know what's funny is like we put so much thought into it prior to the actual recording process that the sessions weren't didn't take that long. So. Because we knew exactly what we wanted to do. We knew exactly what was going to time out, how. I mean, you know, not not to toot our horns too much, but we've been doing this for a while. You know what I mean? Um, and it's funny because every time we go into the studio, especially, um, you know, being, you know, sort of live uh, concert people, we're like, how the hell do people spend two weeks getting drum sounds? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> What's happening in there? I don't understand that. So, so maybe someday I'll have the luxury of understanding that. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I've, I'd imagine it depends. You're gonna, st you've got pool involved if that happens. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, over time, then I guess, and leaning into this album as well. Do you think it's getting easier and I guess this comes specific to lyrics more than anything else to express the kind of feelings that you have done in certain songs on this album the sort of introspection the willingness to share nah it's never no because no, you know again like I'll I'll start out with something really personal and then I'll be like let me let me let me zoom out on this because I don't necessarily want to give it all you know all away but um I'll say this, like, sort of thematically with each album, there's something I need to get out, you know? And that's that I can I, I can see now between the three of them how that works. And there's a common theme running through them, you know? I'm definitely observing us as animals doing our thing, you know? Um, but each one has a different kind of um, moment for me in my in my own heart and in my own life, you know. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense when you hear the album. I feel like we could sit here and I could ask you to, to tell me individual tracks, every one of them, about a specific story. But there's one I want to pick out, okay. just one. Okay. Death is a door. 
It's the ah. finale track and the longest one on the album, just over seven minutes. Uh, you know, if you don't mind, I'm going to describe it how I described it in the review, which was going from tranquil melody, soft pattern of drums and thoughtful sound of vocals to energetic and groovy heavy metal noise. It's bloody great. I absolutely love it. But it really kind of left its mark on me. And I'm kind of wondering what you were hoping to express through this specific track. Okay. Um, so you have great questions and I'm just going to lay it out there. I was listening to the radio and they were talking about a group of Cuban punks in the 90s that were like really into um, Nirvana. I, I don't know. It was, it was a scene in, in Cuba in the 90s and the sort of head of the scene actually injected himself with HIV, right? With, with the virus. Um, and the, you know, the, the reason that was given, he's no longer alive by some of his compatriots were, you know, when there's, when there's nothing else, death is a door. Wow. That's, uh, that's incredible. Right? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I got the idea. And then I took that and I was like, yeah, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then I have some of my own sort of personal philosophies, mishmash of like, you know, reincarnation ideas and, you know, sort of sp spiritual guidance in my own world and just you know i threw it all together in this sort of convoluted lyrical musing on stuff <laughs> and it's incredible because you can still absolutely just have a good time headbanging to the heavy metal side of it as well <laughs> see i think i mean that that's really the clincher with me you know what I mean? If you really spend a minute listening to the lyrics, then you'll be like, oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the joy but of... You can have fun with it, too. And I mean, honestly, like, life is a mixture of joy and pain. Minesta is, as you said yourself, it's the joy. And it's the joy of delving deeper into the album and on multiple listens and starting to pick out a lot more detail out than, say, it just playing on the radio in the car while you're driving around. This, for me, kind of makes it, like, arguably your most diverse work to date kind of keeps people guessing if you uh, listen to it multiple times is this a sign of where you guys are musically right now or do you think it's more of a specific moment in time no i think it's where we are for sure you know one thing that like i've been in a lot of bands over the years and i can say this about this particular ensemble if you will, mm. uh, me and the guys really share a work ethic and a love for music. And a, music has a very similar place in all of our lives, the way we've constructed our lives. So that's super uh, product. That, that is fertile ground for productive musical creativity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we, I think we've just sort of started tapping into that. See, that's fascinating. It's the fact that you describe it as starting to tap into it. Because yeah. I wonder as well, like, and I guess, do you hope one day to be able to look back at this album and reflect upon what it meant at the time? And particularly the songs that might be are related to things like the pandemic and those situations. 
Well, yeah, but here's uh, like the 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 only reference to the pandemic is the one line in the beginning of Correction. Um, the rest of that song is about how the atomic bomb. It's a comparison between the atomic bomb and things like, you know, a virus that we cannot control or are unwilling to control because we don't and we don't want to and cannot stop the wheels from turning. You know, if we had just stopped in 2020 for a couple of years, I think things mm. would be really different. But that would never happen right now because geopolitics global commerce whatever you know just won't happen yeah yeah no absolutely even you know different countries that were in the uk uh, had its own stop start moments but it never really stopped yeah yeah i mean you know i just well anyway there were only two times in my life that i remember not hearing planes in the sky and that was 9 11 and march 2020 no, of course, of course. I mean, the second part to that question then has to be, right now then for you, what does Lights On mean to you? It means pay attention, people. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's such a nice statement. That, 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 stick that on the front of the album <laughs> That's how, and put that on the record shelves. Yeah, that's what it means. Lastly, Erica, before I let you go, uh, what's the hopeful plan? And I say hopeful because, of course, we never fully know what the state of the world is going to be like in a month, let alone six months. Hopeful plan for the remainder of 22. Are you just kind of wanting to get out and tour the hell out of this album? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we are in a queue of, like, hundreds of bands that have been... Uh, rescheduled and rescheduled again and so you know we're doing what we can but we have some great dates coming up um really excited to go to germany mm. with our friend stallion and we're gonna do eight days in germany like a sort of deep dive in there uh and then we're coming to the states and going straight to chicago for a festival legions of metal uh, and then we're going to do some dates around there, you know, as much as possible right now, really. I mean, we have, like, yeah, we have and all, to sell people. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of records to sell. And all I can say is I hope, I hope for you guys, you have a very busy 2022. That's what we're going to ask for you. I hope so too. I, I had an interview with a guy in, uh, in England yesterday who, was like, when are you coming over? And I said, I don't know. So, you know, start, start talking, people. We want to come to England. Watch this space. Erica, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Nice to meet you, Carl. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?